What's up, Peter in Norway? I think your name is actually Pete. What's up, Umberto? You're not answering my text, bro. What's up, dude? Like, you still friends or what? We're over here at Ricker and Bond trying to connect with fans, and Umberto nor Pete is hitting us up on Instagram, Ricker and Bond. Go to rickerandbond.com. Subscribe, five stars, adobehouse.live slash store. Get yourself a Ricker and Bond t-shirt. And if you send us a screenshot of yourself wearing a t-shirt or just a receipt or something, slide it into the DMs of Ricker and Bond. Get something cool. We have a really, really sexy episode. It's really juicy. It's full of emotion, tears, blood, and comedy. So definitely put your earpods all the way in your ears. Turn on noise canceling and enjoy. Happy Monday. Enjoy. Hell yeah, books, dude. Hell yeah, books. There's a lot more. There's a lot more like emotional than in my memory of that song. Yeah, it's kind of like ballady, you know. Kind of like messagey. Yeah, I'm talking about like the sound of it, but yes, yes, the, the uh, message as well. You gotta be great message. It was like, let's look up the lyrics of, of Desiree. Sean was like, "Yo, what's that sound that goes? You gotta be, you gotta be." And I was just like, "Oh, let me." Unless see. you gotta be by Desiree. I just like dug deep into the memory, found like three lyrics, popped it into Google, and boom, there it came. Listen as your day unfolds. Chat. Challenge what the future? Okay, we're, we're talking about. I guess this isn't a super. Was, it, was this a was this a top, chart topping song by Desiree? You got to be. Uh, I, I I don't know, but Let's I can see. imagine so because it's pretty catchy. And you you know of it, right? I know of it. It's still on the radio. Is it? Yeah, on like R and B stations. So it's I don't know peak any position other music by her. Peak position was number five. Okay, by not Desiree. Bad. Probably still making chart. some good money from that. Forty-four weeks. That's so a long time. Damn. Why? Time. Why I bring that up is because before we had the conversation of pop music changing throughout the years uh-huh. with and getting a little weird and vapid is my terminology for it today. But if this was on number five for forty-four weeks on Billboard Top One Hundred in nineteen ninety-five, you know. It's a it's a a messagey song that was in in the pop zeitgeist. Also, rap wasn't around back then, like it is now. Uh, in the mainstream, I don't know about that. Ninety eight. Ninety. I think Jay Z and people were popping. I mean, Tupac the, was what? It was 96? the top ten occupied by oh, well, see, rap songs like it is today. Nineteen ninety five, Billboard Top one hundred. Year-end Hot 100 singles. <laughs> 1995 was Gangsta's Paradise, dude. Oh, really? Number one. And then a lot of TLC. Uh, no, it's not as dominant. We got TLC, Waterfalls, 
Seal, Kiss from a Rose, Boys to Men, Mariah Carey, Madonna. I don't even remember Mon- what my argument was. That r- rap filled more of the billboard now, so maybe there's less messagey stuff. But there's message. Uh, I just want to read Desiree's lyrics that probably she didn't write. You think she wrote them? Mm, nah. They don't be writing a lot of their own lyrics. Rick and Bond, everybody. Uh, go over to rickandbond.com. Subscribe. Five stars. If you're chilly outside, it's a little chilly where I'm at. I got myself on a collar drawn shirt. Made by cats. It was supposed to rain last night, but it did it. There's actually... Hold on. I'll, I'll go into that later. But I wanted to see if Miss Desiree wrote her own lyrics. Look at that cover. You I can't see which cover. Jewish guy owns this song. Well, the songwriters are indeed Desiree and Ashley Ingram. Label is Sony Soho Square. She's 52. Oh, UK. Hmm? She's, she's from the UK? She's from the UK. You gotta be. You gotta, you gotta be. be. <laughs> okay, so now let me read these <laughs> lyrics in her in her natural voice. Listen as your day unfolds. Damn. Challenge what the future holds. Try to keep your head up to the sky. Lovers, they may cause you tears. Go ahead, release your fears. Stand up and be counted. Don't be ashamed to cry. You gotta be. Damn, you gotta be bad. Music. You gotta be bold. You gotta be wiser. Harold. Where is she now? Somewhere being 52 years old. That's Maybe. Pretty young. Has some kids. She's a vegetarian. Nice. In 2002, she did short courses in photography and ceramics at Cambridge College of Arts. That's the only thing about her personal life on Wikipedia. I mean, it's it's solid. You ever done ceramics? She probably just filled this in in 2002, and it's still there. <laughs> She's like, huh? What have I been up to lately? <laughs> I'm not even. I'm not. I'm on. I'm on. Not Desiree's life. You got to be feel so high kissing you from <laughs> soundtrack of film Romeo plus Juliet how much money do you think she's making from this song today uh probably a little bit I feel like she probably didn't get the the best uh advantage out of a 1995 music contract with Epic Records and Sony Soho Square what if she's not getting a, a dime she's probably that getting would, a dime that would suck rough ballpark estimate I don't know basing this on nothing <laughs> Basing this on on not a not a ballpark ballpark knowledge of music, ten to fifteen grand per month, maybe more. This has a lot of views on YouTube too, like a lot. Doesn't see YouTube. Let's get her on the get her on the pot. Probably could. She's probably not. Everybody, Desiree. No, honestly, she probably tours. Let's see if she has. 10 years ago, 32 million views on YouTube. Let's also see how tall she is, as as is customary. Sagittarius, South London. Uh, her height's not available, according to CelebsAgeWiki.com. Shame. You gotta be, you gotta be, uh, you gotta be. Real name, Desiree Ant Weeks. What, what a day to, to pot hard. What an intro. Cold intro, as they say on SNL. She looks like she's from British. My friend who I used to work with. Yeah. My and my other coworker, they always used to talk about movies at work. We worked at a microphone store. 
literally for like three hours out of the day they would talk about movies and i'm like hey you fucking you donuts why don't you just make a podcast and like so that people that give a shit can listen to you because i don't give a shit <laughs> and they're like oh how are we gonna do that they said as they worked in a microphone store and, and, and a fucking mixing board store anchor.com i literally told them that and then today maybe yesterday two years later one of them messages me like hey dude we're finally getting around to that podcast hey how do we do it oh <laughs> uh, yeah them that, i just sent them the anchor link and i said figure it out you should have asked what kind of keywords did you search on google for oh man dude they were like he was like do we need to like register a business or something i was like nah just <laughs> yeah make, you, you just you make actually, the podcast you gotta make an escort yeah i was like so i i wasn't about to get into seo with them because i knew they wouldn't know what well, that is i mean you, you do it you do it uh you do it by the fly of the night you'd be like oh like what kind of things are you, are you thinking of like what, what do you need what do you think you need and you, it's not like you ask them directly hey what are your let's bras? just get a couple episodes out see if they actually do it because i know if it's, they did it the episodes would be like eight hours plus <laughs> i i am curious about the consistency I would like to see a, a chart, a graph plotted on on the internet of people that start a pod and people that consistently do a pod for however long and that data versus like people that started during a pandemic, how long that lasted. It's probably 20, maybe like 20 podcasts that started during the pandemic that like people are now living off of which i think is pretty cool here's a here's a free idea for anyone out there that free idea wants to do it it probably wouldn't even be that hard something called podcast graveyard or it's just a <laughs> website and then there's like code on there that like scrapes through apple podcasts for podcasts that haven't been posted on in five years yeah it's just dead podcasts there's there's definitely a site called dead dead tokens or something i was watching that the other day of dead tokens that are that's pretty easy if you have data that just says this hasn't been uploaded for like a year yeah just like that's search fun. this whole website if it hasn't been uploaded in <laughs> five years from today add it to the homepage or something i don't know or yeah <laughs> those python nerds get on that man I, I got a little bit of python practice that would be a good exercise you should do it right on my if you look up Dead Podcast, it's just the official Grateful Dead podcast. You a oh, big shit. fan of the Grateful Dead? No. Have you ever listened to Grateful Dead? No. I'll, I'll play an intro song there. You gotta be... You know what I was watching yesterday? I was watching The Masked yep. Singer. The last what? The Masked Singer. Oh. Tell my, me about that. What, did you, what were your findings? Well, first with of your all... Mother? First of all, very, very corny. Very TV very cheesy but i found myself asking who the hell is in that who mask? is it you know yeah. it's yeah. like <laughs> is it timberlake because i didn't know i didn't really know anything about it i was like okay singing competition cool so hmm. when they're like talking when they're just talking with their voice they like disguise the voice and i'm like okay what what, what the fuck and then they start singing and some of them are like really good because some of them are like actual singers um and you're just like damn who actually is that but you always know that it's like kind of like a has-been celebrity because anybody that's like actually doing well in their music career wouldn't have time to be on The Masked Singer. 
um, just, just the weekend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They were like, the judges were like, oh, the weekend's in that. I'm like, hell fucking no. Like, Britney no way Spears, what the are you doing singer here? can. Like, maybe Britney Spears would be on there. Um, Toxic. Who was on there? Like, fucking people I don't even know. And all the judges were like, oh, yeah, you're such a fucking icon. You're such a, you changed music. And I'm like, Yo, <laughs> who that, are these people? Is like, that what it is when they unveil it? It's just a circle jerk? Low key, all the judges are kind of old, too. It's, uh, it's Robin Thicke. Love Robin Thicke, but like, lost without you. See, if you're, if you're younger than 30, you probably don't know who Robin Thicke is. Um, he didn't really have the, the, the brightest of limelights ever. His comeback, because he was like famous before that last thing. Was, okay. he, that's when like his music career was like serious. And then he like kind of fizzled out, and then he did Blurred Lines with Pharrell. Came back, twerked on Miley Cyrus, cheated on his wife, and then now he's on The Masked Singer. Um, what a comeback, God. Uh, yeah, it was him. It was that guy. It was that Asian dude from The Hangover. He's kind of funny. I don't really know why he's on there, but it's that girl from the Pussycat Dolls, Nicole, and nice. it's this other blonde girl. I don't know who. I don't know who she is. She's like maybe a country singer or something. This but, uh, but this my, baby I'll, one. This baby. Did you watch the baby episode? Did you watch a live episode of Mass Singer? No, I think it was like like a finale recap or something from like last year, and I was like. I wonder who it is. My mom was like, oh, I look it up online because I can't wait till the end. Do you want me to tell you? And I was like, nah. <laughs> and I couldn't, you can't even guess if you're, if you're somewhat young because like all the celebrities who it could be are like out, out of the scope of your, of your realm, you know? Yeah. They're like, oh, Usher's in there. I'm like, no fucking way Usher's in there, dude. Usher's on tour somewhere. Look at this map. <laughs> is, at least like, I mean, shout out to the costumes at least. Yeah, the costumes look cool, and it's pretty cool when they're like so, they're singing. You can tell the audience is like fake as hell. You yeah, can tell there's literally no audience there. <laughs> <laughs> um, are there any like subliminal things that they're sprinkling in to make you more curious about the who's inside? So they're like, yeah, we love we leave clues like all throughout the performances. The clues are Uh-oh. such bullshit. There's no way in hell they're like, yeah, we left a donut because fucking. Jimmy Buffett's writer wrote Donut into his third verse in 1937. Did you catch that? And I'm like, no. No one caught that, dude. And then the fucking judge is like, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, totally. Yeah, like, they fucking know. But I don't know. So, if you're a child or really old, then you'll probably enjoy it. Have any of other of these low-level channel TV shows been as high production? Because I'm looking at the production in the background. It's pretty colorful, pretty play. I feel like that is not a thing that I usually see on TV. Am I wrong? It's because Fox, Fox just got money just to fucking. But have throw you money ever at. seen a show before that has such big, colorful sets? Mm, maybe. Think maybe of, like dancing with the stars but dancing not with really. the stars is a black glass floor all the american factor things are a, a big old theater stage i find it interesting they have uh and then they have another show called the masked dancer i'm like how is anyone gonna know who's in a thing if they're just dancing oh, oh i see how those hips are 
lying that's secure and like now they're just stretching that's it. really dumb yeah, it's that's, <laughs> it? i was like yo this is like this is like like the mass singer kind of works i can see how people can like find it entertaining and then go on facebook after and talk about it yeah but the mass dancer is like yo like god bless the people that are 40 to 60 years old and that they that's their show man they tune in and they let their tailor girlfriends did you see the mass singer today you never guess he's under that baby costume. You know there's someone, some executive somewhere. They're like, yo, okay, we got $60 million. We have to spend it in four months. Let's start spitballing here. Oh, Kylie has to cover the mass Singer. <laughs> Dude, that's what I was telling my mom. I was like, mom, you should just make mass Singer videos since you like it so much. And oh she was goodness. like, I don't know how. I was like, yes, you do. You just literally take your phone. You just talk about it. Oh, poor Kylie, dude. She just got a job at Yahoo. She's, she wanted to be an entertainment beat and Dude, freaking her, her boss charla says hey you're gonna be on mass singer tonight who's the who's the host uh, Dude, it's nick our cannon? boy nick cannon, nick? the best okay. part of the show okay i was gonna say is that a nick cannon knockoff or no 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 you gotta get that's that's where all the money's going to pay nick cannon. but who is under this mask you know i don't know i'm curious it's something about humans it's definitely somewhere someone you've never all the heard smiles of. a lot of smiles nick cannon is not wearing a shirt under that blazer Dude. Carly's just pretending to be happy. Awesome costumes, but that's also what I'm saying. Okay, because like I was kind of that that one Fox show that has uh, digital identities of people that are different than themselves that you mm. messaged. Who, yeah. who's, that? who's that baby? I bet you you don't know who that is. Ah, oh, just Larry the Cable Guy. How would anyone ever know that? <laughs> I, you have to be a huge Larry the Cable Guy fan. I haven't heard of, I haven't said or heard the name Larry the Cable Guy since 2006. <laughs> like, come on, this is the this is the most work he's gotten since Cars Three. <laughs> uh, is that a Tesla? Bro, you know these their agents are like, yo, I just got you the greatest gig. Get on the fucking plane. You're going on the Mass Singer. <laughs> no, they're paying uh, seven hundred dollars for the whole season. Get over there. Geez. Do you know what the title of the show is that has AR people? Um, Alter Ego, I think. Also, Will I Am is on that, and I like Will I Am, and, he, and that's very on brand for him. He likes to tech stuff, and I like Will I Am. Yeah, he probably produced the show. I wouldn't be surprised. But something like that, where it's like, oh, what are they? What is media trying to lean you into? And if it's super big and colorful, it kind of just seems like it could be a, a virtual thing. That's maybe a little. A little get people get older people used to big fanciful different worlds that are are not realistic looking i tell my mom yo all pop stars are gonna look like these ar people in the mm-hmm. future no humans gonna be i think those will still be human based i she was like oh yeah but there's gonna be somebody backstage like performing and singing and i'm like yeah until they realize that they could just play a recording and save money you know, it's all about saving I think money. By then, it's going to be a lot less label based. So you might have not the big heads running music going on tour. You might just have individual people going on tour that are bigger. Maybe they do still want to save time with technology. But I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be such big conglomerates that are looking to cut the dollar any way they can. I think that because labels just have so much money. But like the the fucking the touring companies, like let's say they have an AI or not an AI, but just a fucking a fake 
pop star. They can just like do so much more with the show because the the person's not a human. You know. You might you might for okay. So if it's more creator based versus labels at this point in the future, and there's more tech where you can own your own stuff and interact with your fan base more, and that's probably going to be part of it where you're interacting with your fan fan base more one on one instead of kind of going through a label and the label just does gives you a loan for whatever reason. <laughs> yeah, well, here's the thing. Like like you're saying if like you're you're an you're an independent creator that has an avatar and you're like, yo, I want to go on tour with my avatar. I'm saying that your edge as a creator without a label and billions of dollars is that you have a connection with your fan base, which could be your deciding factor if you go on tour and that's actually you on stage instead of they are yeah i thought about that i was like is it really super important that the person is real for that connection but then i also think about like how superheroes aren't real and people still idolize them it could kind of like be the same thing you know i want to go see fucking spider-man live in concert you know even though he's not real, I'm still a super huge Spider-Man fan. And so more also, towards like, it is kind of still the brand of people, but more non-human brand. Yeah. Like and even, even when you get to like a certain level, like people, a certain level of fame, people are more invested in the idea of you than you, you have a person like people know fucking Lady Gaga, not whoever, whatever her real name is, you know? People know there are performers Drake. that definitely don't idolize the like art of performing on stage that could probably be upstage by not them like fucking uh what's his name earl like, sweatshirt or something hey i like earl's performances it's on brand for him but sure but something like that if you if you make music that is super not of a of a cookie cutter thing and it's very identical to you as a person and you're kind of a unique person then you can't you could obviously but having someone live on stage that is connected to the source of making that music is is an edge that you can't really do with tech now if you're doing pop stars if you're doing k-pop that could be augmented to all hell because it's cookie cutter it's big and bright and it's not super personal yeah i see what you're saying but like i don't know i feel like we can't i can't we can't foresee how people will think about music in the future when like most things are digital like when i have a kid and they're like 10 years old or they listen to a song and be like i don't care if it's like a real person or not or would they prefer it if it's a character that doesn't exist? Will they prefer it if it's a real person? It could be like the classic debate, like fucking, uh, what's it called? Um, digital versus um, analog. You know, sure. you know, like oh, you know, you know, back in my day, musicians were real people, and they had to go on tour, and like you can only, they can only do one show at a time because they're only one place at a time. <laughs> but now they can be in New York and Miami and L.A on the same night you know you could just do that too you have one big old new york performance and then you stream it other places and look at seamless so it's not 
by streaming I mean flashing on stage and it looks one to one of an actual person. You do at the same time. Yeah. It, it might I think at some point maybe the uncanny valley stops, but I mean there's been virtual pop stars in like Korea that people enjoy, right? Yeah. I think one went on tour with Lady Gaga. Oh well. I think I don't know, there's still a little bit of an uncanny valley to make a bridge across of. But I guess if it, if it taps into your emotions enough, then it doesn't really matter. Damn. The barrier to entry to, if that becomes the norm, will be so high because of all the production money. It can be a, a big old gap. Just just stupid money just needed. That's what I'm saying. If Or maybe less money. Eventually, no, maybe it, well, a production, you need tech. You need tech. <laughs> I'm thinking just like a team of like engineers and lighting effects artists and maybe like a sound engineer, a couple of sound engineers. Well, record labels might become, if there's a move towards creator independence of being one-to-one with fans and even like tokenizing stuff where you can bypass a lot of record labels. I don't, what are, they give you money? <laughs> or if you, if you go straight to fans for funding instead mm-hmm. of going to a record label, then if you have that over over time labels might just turn into touring companies and and venue owners i don't know do record labels own many venues i don't know they don't they definitely should (laughs) i don't know i think i know live nation does a lot yeah that's under uh rock nation right yeah what if the, the the pop stars are fake, but the bands are real? Yeah. You know? Why? <laughs> but why? Because, you know, everybody loves a live band, you know, especially when the drummer's going crazy. You know, it can't... But here's the especially thing. The, the band Valley wouldn't have to tour. That. You could have an LA-based band, an, like a band for like every major city, so you don't have to spend money flying them everywhere. That'd be fun. And that's the studio. Yeah. The, 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 the augmented studio might be a thing. That'd be cool. Yeah. Where you have your, your studio and you VR it with Microsoft Mesh. You just get fucking, I don't know, they get a girl, get her to sing 300 songs, and then they use all that data to make a bunch of songs, you know? See that? It's, and they're like, here, here's 20 grand. You don't own the right to see your voice anymore. We're going to go make billions off of this. You just you, you know the exact amount of words that they own. Like, oh, we only own this much. Yeah, holy shit. A lot of tech. A lot of tech. Oh, that is probably it. right towards where to go. That's I don't know what the really thing. the leverage of the record label is today. I guess just airtime and money. Uh, definitely. Well, I was I was thinking like because like you do so well on Spotify if you have money, even just a little bit of money, fifty bucks can get you like a couple thousand plays. So imagine mm-hmm. what a hundred thousand can get you. Hmm. You know. I wonder. I mean, there's probably a handful of music acts that labels swoop up it's probably like a 1 to 11 win to loss I don't know they're like I guess you could say roadmap or timeline but I can imagine they have like levels where like the lower level is like they find a handful of artists maybe like three or four artists and then they a b test them with each other for a couple months make a couple music videos see who performs the best and then just say fuck the rest we're gonna go with this one and then they just fucking put them on a bunch of songs that are like 
with artists that are already popping that are under the label that propels them bada bing bada boom media messaging squeeze them out I know that every time The Weeknd does not every time but most time The Weeknd does features it's under the same label or under the same manager Doja Cat uh who else did he did one he does a lot with fucking Belly he does a shit ton with uh Nav yeah. And I feel like a lot of times I'm just like, dude, we can really listen to Doja Cat. I don't know. Or is, was his manager just like, yo, bro, do me a favor and hop on this girl's fucking track. Perhaps. She needs, she needs, she needs her streams pumped. Perhaps. But if you gotta, if you're trying to uproot a record label, just, just become a, a, a tech company with the coolest tech. I, mean, I wonder if there's any big data that record label have to input into a system and, and they have a percentage probability of this person will get a lot of streams on Spotify and get people buying their merch. I'm I can sure imagine they do. I can sure imagine they have YouTube like analytics. They're like, okay, they're listening really hard at this part of the song. There's yeah. a really cool article and we brought it up before about, uh, you were talking about Netflix and how you're like, hey, hey I want to just, maybe I don't want to see so much stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, this, someone on Twitter had a crazy thread on the AI that Netflix uses for thumbnails. Uh, oh, they, they do it by your patterns as a user. So like a comedy viewer <laughs> would see a different thumbnail than a a like a rom-com viewer so if you're watching a lot of comedy that's what you'll see for goodwill hunting apparently maybe that's funnier and if you're watching drama stuff that's what you see for goodwill hunting interesting oh very very for cool YouTube. um i mean people a b test it but i don't know if they have such a cool algorithm that's sick and they were talking about netflix has a thing i don't know if this netflix is green arrow thing but they're saying bad guys do better over good guys. So villainous characters outperform on thumbnails. Interesting. They talk about localization, which is maybe just where fonts and types are. Green arrows are the good ones. If, you, if you're listening to this, go to YouTube record upon. <laughs> um obviously expressive faces main character is brightness we got a little ooh with a little yeah. ow in the face i would click people that. like that i'm like people yo like what that. is their deal what, <laughs> what are, are they, they so what are they looking at see that's another thing it's like what is, what are they looking at? i think that's a little bit of survival mechanism which goes to the mass singer thing of well, what's under there that one above it i would not click on i'm like what, the, who, what is that was it stand up comedy you don't know what it is it looks like a tv show yeah this one could be a stand-up this one they're in a scene you know i would probably i don't know about the the one next to it to the left because i'm like is that kimmy schmidt <laughs> maybe i would click it maybe i would sure. click that one it, i still i still i think stand-up for that this one uh, yeah i wouldn't click dog that. okay I, I also learned this people if you're doing a story about a animals right people don't click animals they want to they still want to see humans with the animals hmm. a little more relatable to that I don't know if i fully believe that because people do like kitties and stuff but 
rule of thirds, obviously. They have AI in, in Netflix that so they, they tag their metadata with. Uh-huh. I don't know what saliency is, but <laughs> frame number, brightness, contrast, nudity, probability, face, skin tone. So if you look up white girl with boy haircut, that would come up. <laughs> like Stranger Things episode 12 would come up. It's more in the metadata. I think they might cross-reference that with other things. Nudity so, probability. Maybe That's funny as fuck. They really love nudie movies. And there was another thing with skin color. And... Um, Do you think they developed all this tech in-house or they bought several companies that already had this tech and just implemented it to their product? I'm not sure what Netflix's prerogative on that is. I feel like they'd probably buy something. Probably, um, probably easier. Yeah. It's like uh, it's just well, you kinda, well, I start from scratch. Like they're from scratch, doing. it's a little hard. And your Netflix, you have to spend something. I don't know if, how much you're trying to fight off. Guys, got all this money. One, um, machine learning algorithm. Majority people saw like father with Caucasian people. I'm and like, oh, I'm clicking that. And uh, Netflix had to mix his artworks only on viewing history, not demographics. So if you're right. <laughs> <laughs> why, why, when I see friends, I see a black person on the friends thing. Oh, really? Like, there's never ever been a black person on friends ever. I'm just kidding. Wait, seriously? But, no, I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. <laughs> that would be, that would make me go like, hmm. Well, I was going to say, maybe you watch a lot of, of, of films and TV shows with black people. Yeah, that's true. What if I didn't though? <laughs> like I, I only <laughs> okay, watch right, Korean hold films. Hold up, bro. This is you guys got you guys know something about me. <laughs> uh, shout out Troon T fan. Do you uh, think they with the thread edit the content based on where you are? Probably for country, but like, what about for like uh, people? They said viewing history, not demographic. I tend to believe they would have that information. Uh, do you do you put in a location anywhere on your on your sign up? I'm sure they know I live in LA. They might not. Maybe they got some anonymous data though. I also don't use Netflix that much. Um, you think they get into user created content? Maybe you you upload your own thing, and uh, maybe if you're an independent filmmaker, maybe they don't go all the way to the bottom, but maybe they go filmmaker and. and the mid-tier, bottom tier? I don't know. I don't know if they would ever venture into that territory. That gets uh, dicey. Would it like be, would it always have to be you have to make like a movie or a show? Like what if people start uploading fucking political vlogs, you know? To I'm saying people, just how they, they, they kind of have to scout for their own TV shows. The, people would just upload and, and pitch to Netflix, this is my show. They have some e- either, I don't know if it's that, accessible of a website but you could be hey i'm a mid-tier person i got movies on blah 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 pitch via an uh netflix hub on the internet this is a a movie i like so instead of going to i know what studios or outfits netflix has but you have people just uploading pitches left and right could be i don't know i don't know if maybe do that i don't know if volume is what they need though and they nah, do need less volume. Like, Yo, we just want to keep pumping out Emmy winning shit. <laughs> you know. Did you have you uh, ventured into Squid Game? I haven't. 
is it i like yeah. as i do with my my entertainment viewing i watch people on youtube that have explained it in 15 minutes oh no do about two videos of that and then i have successfully in and taking all I need for <laughs> my entertainment. You don't just want to appreciate like a piece of art oh, no, for a second. No. I want to just squash it. What if this you're man. just like? What if you're just like, dude? Fuck all this podcast shit. I gotta make movies. <laughs> I I eventually maybe I'll do a case study. But like, oh wow, they really did something special with this set. But maybe someone else was is better suited to make that opinion than me. And I'll and I'll use their opinion. I wonder, because, you know, there's a lot of good stuff on Netflix, but why in particular did this one go viral? That's a great question. Was this like, was someone on Netflix like, yo, we got to meme the fuck out of this for marketing. The first time I heard of it, uh, um, when's the first time you heard of it? Somewhere on Twitter or something. I saw like a meme or something like a week ago. I think I might have seen <laughs> a TikTok because you know they just be dropping stuff on netflix they don't advertise it usually they just say I, I think this one i think this one might have been more organic people i don't know i don't know how much of pushing netflix does behind things if they want it to be popular or not hmm. um it could be a little payola here and there but I, I do think that the character of the show is uh something that could be viral i think a lot of people that watch the battle royale stuff in the in the games and it's a cool story i think i saw it first on tiktok someone was doing it's a game and you you flip over the things and someone was doing that at, at the usc courtyard shout out usc dude i want to go back there i just want to take a nice little walk down usc i don't there's like, i'm a little older now though. i realize there's no bars over there when i lived over there i was like dude what, what do all these kids do there's like nothing to do over here yeah. But, um... I like the walk. Shit, what I like was I going to say? South Squid Atlanta. Game. You saw it on Twitter. Or, uh, or why, why it popped off other, uh, over other ones. I don't know. I don't know what I was going to say. But I was like, it was something about, uh... Netflix. I've heard of it. Fuck. Never mind. Um, I'm not sure if... If Netflix pumps up shows or not, but I... I might be naive in thinking that this is something that was organically viral. Um, uh, apparently, the guy took like 10 years to get it to somewhere where he was getting some traction for it, I think. Should get my he was looking on here. He knows a lot about the Netflix getting things on their process. Oh, yeah? A little inside? Yeah. It's quite, can... the, it's quite the process, apparently. I can, I can imagine so, because everything on there is like... There's a floor for quality okay. on, that, on Netflix. He's like, no, he was saying something interesting. He was like, on Netflix and music videos, but mostly Netflix, they won't even let you on if you don't use one of these two cameras or something. Like, they won't even consider you. And I was like, wow, that's really interesting. I could, I could get that. Yeah. They, they, they want, a, they want a, a, a flowered wall. What do they yeah. call it? Uh, a walled garden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like flowered wall. <laughs> they want a wall of flowers, eh? <laughs> yeah, and he said like every uh, music video you see like uses this camera too. It was something I forgot what, which one he said. He mm. used one of these two cameras, so that's why they all the, kind of look the same. Who owns the cameras, huh? Yeah, it's like he's like yeah, Drake uses it a lot, even though like he doesn't. Do, he could use an iPhone and it would still kind of be the same. But they all kind of look like movies because yeah. they have like sensors the size of fucking elephant skulls. Yeah. Willie Mammoths and all that. 
Yeah, I was like, wow, that's cool, dude. Got a few headlines if you want to pump into that. Do you want to listen to an intro song or do you just want to headline it up? Let's just pump into it, yo. Fuck okay. it. These people ain't got time. <laughs> These people ain't got time for a commercial break. Thank you so much. I mean, there will be commercial breaks, but there just won't be intro. <laughs> uh, but, you know, much appreciated, everybody. Halfway in-ish for listening to Ricker and Bond, as always. The VIPs, the... the uh, ah, I forgot homie's name. It was on the tip of my tongue. Peter in Norway, as Big always, Pete. man. Big Peter. <sighs> You know, we haven't been on Instagram as much, so there's there's less of a of a interaction with uh, Umberto. But I, you know, I saw I, he's given likes here and there on the Instagram. Ricker and Bond. Dude, he's too busy um, with his girlfriend, dude. Ah, uh, that they'll be broken up in about three years. Dude, Umberto, bro. Just focus. She's a on good-looking young dude. Bro, start it a up, podcast, you know? dude. She'll leave you in no start- time. I, I have to hit him up again because he, he's a gamer and I was like, my guy, you need to hop on board. I need, I want to do people gaming and streaming and stuff. He's like, yeah, 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 of course, bro. I haven't heard of him in a couple months, but you know, I got to be, some people, man, you ask for, you ask to do something. I realize it. If, if you have to, if you really have to grab him on board, it's not, it's not for it. Unless it's really, you know, that it, you just need it. But I think the secret is there, there has to be something in it for them. Sure, but even if there is something in it for a lot of people, a lot of people might not be up and at it to do something right away. And if you're not up and at it to do it right away, there are a couple of things in a, in a solid pitch by someone. I don't know. You know, I've noticed that's kind of annoying that I before yeah. I hop into this real quick. Yeah, people, this happens quite a bit. Will be like, "Yo, dude, I got this great idea." I would like you to help me with it. I'm going to do this, this, and this, and this, and this. They tell me exactly what they're going to do. It's something they could do literally by themselves. No help from me. And I'm just like, why don't you do it yourself? And they're like, oh, I don't think about Pe- it. People enjoy, and and this is kind of a thing from that I learned on the way, but people people do enjoy it if something is very easy sometimes. And, and you can you tell them literally to your face. You can go on Google. You can do this. You can find out exactly how to do it and you can do it there will be a probably a bigger percentage of people that will say can you do this for me then people say i will do this myself it's like it's a it's a a facet of almost outsourcing but it's just like kind of i don't know maybe they don't have enough belief in themselves or they're, they're not into it or something that's probably but, that's probably it i'm just like dude but there's just, a, a lot of yourself. people it, it might be the belief thing but it's like i, I need Maybe they've grown up and they haven't shaken the thing of, of I, I need something else to either validate that I can do this or maybe I, I don't think I can do it or maybe they don't want to fail and they want someone else to uh, have a little bit of the like, oh, like, oh, we didn't do it instead of like, oh, man, I, I didn't do it. <laughs> I have this one friend with some money. He's always trying to like invest in like an idea or something. Yeah. And like... I always have like a lot of ideas that I don't even start, but I'm always like just like running them by. And he's like, "Yeah, dude, like, whenever you have another idea, just let me know." I'm just like, "Dude, I'm I'm more likely to like help you with something if you get started first. Like, if you do something that excites me, then I'll jump on board. But I'm not gonna just start something, you know, like just because there's money available. Because then it's just like not gonna work. You know? Yeah, it is also a thing of. Probably, 
probabilistically you, you will fail at most things you do so if you do one thing maybe that's why people don't want to start up one thing because it's like oh man i gotta go to the next one and that was emotional in the defeat and you got to be okay with the emotional depression for a second and then learn from that and build from there and you know, it's, yeah. it's a whole mental thing you got to prepare yourself for and that's just the practice of liking projects i suppose big short investor michael burry dismisses sheena inu coin as pointless noting the dog spinoff supply exceeds one quadrillion coin so michael burry the the, the uh semi-autistic man with the glass eye who is really smart and lucked into his his smartness via uh, what's the, his asperger's syndrome and looked into his Asperger syndrome being directed towards math, was looking into mortgage things, and he was saying, hey, you guys are making a big old house of cards, and it's not the real value. This man, who loves shorting things, shorted Tesla at probably a little too late or a little too early, but, you know, saw a little top there. I think he's short, he has a, he's shorting a little ARC funds as well from, from Miss Kathy Wood as is everybody else in the industry is going after maliciously after anything arc because <laughs> they're mad that they didn't do bitcoin first now there's literally every top investment firm is into bitcoin michael berry is a smart guy but it's pretty obvious that shiba inu is a house of cards <laughs> like you know like the only reason shiba inu is up is because guys like him are talking about it on the news so that people are like <laughs> curious about it and then they buy into it and it goes up like it is interesting that um i kind of forget my exact thought process but it was something along the lines of where you can you can with with things that, that murray did and, and things in traditional finance you can see if there's if there's somewhat of a perceived value because there's it's somewhat value based what people's are or pricing these things on and crypto just like you kind of saw in 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 amc stuff you saw a bleed over where a lot of it is it's just because it's valuable <laughs> it's just because people are willing you, to pay please i'm willing to answer um since you're very against elon's um elon's uh what's the fucking word Influence. Influence in the markets. I think so, that there are other things besides him. Shiba Inu was trading sideways for like five months maybe. Right? It was kind of like stable-ish. The day Elon tweets about something kind of related to Sheep, it goes up. Like, it, it, it was huge. I wasn't part yeah. of it, unfortunately. Because I knew, I was like, dude, this coin is never going to do anything unless like Elon Musk talks about it in some way, shape, or form. What are the chances of that happening? So I sold it for a profit. But then he talked about it, and it fucking did what I thought it would do. Mm -hmm. So, like, do you believe now? or? I, 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 I concede a little bit that there are probably retail waves that might go into buying things when, when, uh, when someone talks about it that have low volume. Uh, but I, I still venture to believe that it's not 100% retail based. A lot of the doge pumps were from industry people that are using their per personal um, accounts to buy doge. I, but because yeah. it went on Coinbase like maybe two weeks before. 
it was available to millions more people and it didn't do shit the price barely moved okay 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 i mean the, the coinbase listings are kind of common i don't know if that's such a big way breaking news but because i never ever thought she would be on coinbase i never thought doge would be on coinbase well, well coinbase does now allow like basically anything onto its listings yeah so the, that's why like, literally because i think what it is is it's half a game of of just getting customers that w- want to be into crypto and so that exchanges are realizing okay we we need things that are interesting and that people will buy sheep's fucking nuts it's a doing things Sheep, it's, cool. it's it's <laughs> i would yeah, say maybe like if you it, it tripled in a half or so maybe in the last week so you're not going to see those hundred time gains like you would have five months ago but you know it'll probably be up in a year like but yeah i think i don't know it, just, it has a fucking chunky market cap right now just billions of dollars into this coin that literally does nothing so i have i have they're staking isn't there staking you can stake yes that's true i have Pretty relinquished cool. the fact i have i have given up on the the once strongly held belief that meme coins are bullshit because they're obviously not if they, that money is bullshit then like i don't know what to tell these people their uh their value is not their value is not is it gonna crash maybe yes. probably yes. Yes, but you know just know when to get out yes, not financial advice my crash is right about here <laughs> where where it did go down um no people can still put in value to something that is probably zero use cases and probably when there is so much money into something the creators are like oh let's do something then <laughs> that's literally what it was like uh, we gotta i mean we gotta she, she does have i'm not sure when they they opened their their decks but they opened the decks a uh a, they opened an exchange that was a, a sheep swap I forget when they did that, but like it's probably August, when it was freaking... When I first got on the sheep, I was heavily involved in the Reddit community. Mm-hmm. And like the developer was talking about, yo, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to launch this decentralized exchange. And a bunch, like half the people were like, nah, dude, it's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. It's just like a fake thing to like pump the price up. And then it, it came out. And I was like, Wasn't oh, she like 13? Hmm? Wasn't she like 13th in market cap in crypto? Uh, I don't know. I think it was, I think it was like 35th, like two weeks ago. <laughs> I see. Well, that's your sheep news, people. <laughs> it's high. That's your sheep news, people. Uh, be on the lookout for the one after this. <laughs> for the next sheep. It goes Doge, sheep. People are going to be like, yo, sheep's too expensive. It's too hot right now. What's next? What's the next dog coin? By the time you hear things where they're in traditional or crypto or uh i don't know fashion by the time you hear it out of ja rule's mouth ja rule hasn't talked about sheep yet but by the time it reaches probably i mean we talk a lot about underground things here but if we talk about it and it's like oh this is popular now then you know it's you're, you're a little late you got to get a better entry than almost all-time high but, yeah, fuck. But then you realize that you're not going to do that, and you're like, oh, maybe I, I try to be wise, wait for it to come down, and then it will shoot up to the top. I'm surprised it hasn't tanked like the last pump. It's like kind of stable. Well, so I guess this is the floor, maybe. 
Uh, it's not the floor. <laughs> I don't think that's the floor. It's this kinda, is the floor. Point zero 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 five. I don't know. It just added like six billion dollars in money. Who's pumping money into it? Probably like six five, billion retail. Wa- five wallets. See, that's my thing, though. I don't think that six billion is is completely pumped by retail. I think that there's a majority of other probably industry people that are in. What responsible person though would be like, yo, let's put all of our company, not some of our company money into Shiba Inu well, coin. I, I think people that are in industry that are using retail accounts. You don't think it's just like really wealthy retail people, maybe like some, some Korean guy somewhere that's like, yo, I have $50 million in Ethereum. Let me throw it into Shiba, triple it and pull out. Maybe. Probably some. Uh, what was the oldest uh, exchange that it was on? Was Binance the first one? No, it was on Uniswap. Let's see if we get some more data from Uniswap. I don't think so. Yeah, Uniswap's go. chart goes back to August 2020, I think. Oh, it should. If you go August on... Oh, yeah, yeah. So, like, right there, it was Look like... volume, dude. It was dead. <laughs> and then right... Right... Go... You see to the left right before that first that first pump right there that's right before there that's where i bought in that's where i bought in right and then i had that pump and i was like dude this is crazy and then three weeks later that motherfucker happened yeah that giant shit so and obviously so, ladies and gentlemen you're, you're gonna want to look like that that's your floor <laughs> and this is the fucking kicker here you ready for this on the on my coinbase wallet it can t- it tells you how much it'd be worth today like that first transaction you ready for this I put in $500 and $250 in April at the high of this most recent pump. It was, they were, they would have both been worth 80,000 and $30,000 respectively. Solid gain. That's the fucking, that's the power of these fucking meme coins right there. Sure. So yeah, that's fucking, that's fucking nuts. But I'm not even mad because like uh, I never would have expected it to pump again. I thought that was like a one-time thing, two times tops. Um, that's kind of a good study. How many... I mean, because this was an altcoin that was pretty popular, right? Yeah. Pretty popular. I would say it was I the mean, most popular meme Doge coin that wasn't Doge. Sheep. So, I mean, it's probably an okay possibility that it's not... a it completely one and done. Yeah, I think it's here um, to stay. As much as Doge's, which is, I don't as know. Much as the, I think it could, like, you know, just be like a Over Doge's the years, little brother. Follows Bitcoin. Because it's, it's, it, like, it's popular. Yeah, but and it's is, also like, if you're, that's if you're, the volume for that. That's the volume for that. <laughs> what? Yeah. Like, imagine if we get that much volume again. That's what I'm saying. If, if there's a big pump of volume, You'd probably break that. Um, I'm not super. I do a little more studies on on volumes, and, and I, I do enjoy me some momentum. Yeah, but, uh, this that is basically what I mean. Crypto altcoins are that don't have use cases for its value is is literally community momentum plus uh, industry whales. In the the psychology I found is people when this stuff happens, people are like, okay, this is too hot. I'm going to find the next coin that's kind of similar. So I had like $100 in this other one that was kind of like Sheev. And at 
while this was pumping, it went up to like 650 and then it went back down, you know? And its market cap is really low. And I'm like, okay, if I leave this $100 in here for like a year, two years, like what could it be? You know? Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah, you just, you gotta, I mean, if you, I guess the risk with the reward is there if you're going into 20 different coins, 200 bucks, 2,000 yeah. bucks. And most of, <laughs> Most of them go to zero. The worst part is, and this has happened before, where like the trading is like, like the coin is dead. There's no one to accept your trade. So you have like $200 of a coin that you can't even sell. So it's just locked up and you're just like, all right. So the risk is like crazy, but also one winner can make up for a trillion losers, you know? As long as you have one winner that can make up for your losers, that is, should be, I mean, so it's, it's not the tightest system ever but it's the fucking casino you know you really just gotta have your ear to the ground in terms of like what people are talking about on twitter and reddit and shit sure like we're the and i'm sure there's a lot of people have some softwares oh yeah i have like every time i don't know I'm, I'm sure your trender your trending list on twitter is different than mine but like every time like people talk about sheep when it was like more than ten thousand tweets i'm like all right something's going on and I look yeah. and it's fucking going crazy. And this week it had like 65,000 tweets about it. And I was like, all right. You should just, you should find the precursor to that. And then you kind of have your indicator. The precursor the, the, to all the tweets? The, the level it reaches before it reaches the headline on Twitter. So if, it, if it's reaching a volume of this much tweets at this time or anything then there's probably a probability it's going to get more. And then that's kind of your, your trigger for momentum. You need, you need a moving average. Yeah. She, it's fucking crazy. I don't know if that's ever going to happen again, but, um, that's, that's also a good question. Um, I truly don't. Those low market caps are fucking nuts. It, it could be the case that this is the only time in crypto <laughs> I think so. Besides, besides some anomalies in the future, just like you had penny stocks had its day in in in, in traditional, uh, this could be a uh, a once in a in a time for an asset where you could find hundred x eighty x returns. It's like for, fucking for oil. Um, but it is oil based on nothing but momentum. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We're going to look back and be like, damn, remember that time when you could just do that? And it's, it's not regulated yet. So it's much not. Besides not the taxes. The ta- yeah. Everybody who does, there, you do have to give up taxes to these things. Definitely not financial be. advice, but just be aware that the government that you're succumbed under to does uh, does take money from, from anything you're making on this. Besides if you're doing things but yeah try to be i'm not doing things government try to be smart try to be smart try to be smart and try to be try to pay your taxes you know i always pay my taxes government listening to me i do as well i have a cpa i have a phd a phd in this bullshit so yeah so that's going on um right under the noses of everybody in america there's just the fucking i call that last that last pump 
that huge pump and dump and she the greatest wealth transfer in American history. I don't think that's true. Where people just got <laughs> fucked. Someone just put in five million dollars and then like it was five hundred grand at the end of the day. It is uh transfers are getting a little easier, but also with crypto it's also widening. <laughs> Uh, you see that NFTs? I do have an NFT headline. NFTs are fucking. Um, but things like that, where it's probably a bigger barrier to entry monetarily than traditional finance. Uh, Frank Miller sends his, sells an NFT. I don't know who that is or what the NFT is. It's a comic book series, and he sold it for six figures. Winning bid sitting at $840,986.16 USD paid in Gala coin. Damn, sell that immediately. <laughs> <laughs> no, Put man, that into I, anything I else, bro. Put that in the sheave real quick. The, <laughs> the award-winning comic book artist Frank Miller set an NFT record this week, having created a one-piece animated with sound inspired by his fan favorite Sin City. So this is a piece that has lore before the NFT. I've never heard of it. Apparently this is it. A 2005, uh, who's that man? I forget his name. Bruce Willis movie. Mm. A Bruce Willis writer slash artist sold a NFT that is inspired by an old movie that he sold for just under $200,000, under a million dollars, USD. He's so honored. Valued. He's a <laughs> THR. I don't know who THR is. Notes that the Sin City NFT is now the most expensive piece of art ever sold by Miller, but claims his iconic The Dark Knight Returns cover is valued in the $1.3 million to $1.6 million range, though it is not currently for sale. What I was kind of getting into before with creator owning their funding via fans is kind of the same vein as this, where if you have something that's valuable in pop culture, you can pass that value around to to Uber fans of that with, you know, tokenization of NFT and people. So I'm trying to explain to neighbor Jeff, but he just doesn't get it. I'm just what like, I've heard a neighbor Jeff in a minute. What's he at too? He just, every once in a while, he's like, John, I just don't, like, I understand it, but I just don't get it. Like, what's the point? Like, what's the, like, look, like, well, how is it any different than taking a screenshot? How is it any different than that? Blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, dude, I'm just like, bro, like, 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 digital social currency matters, my friend. Like, it is that too. People, That's definitely like, a part of it, I think. Um, it's half, not half it, but a part of it is just going to be, this is cool and I own this and that is, it's, it's social currency. Yeah. And that dude, can, that like, can well, be valuable. What's the as, point, dude? It's not even real. I'm like, bro, what? there are parties in LA that won't even let you in if you have less than 10,000 followers on Instagram. That's yeah. not real, but it yeah. kind of is, you know? Yeah. Supreme like, and all that. Yeah. Like, but now you can, you track things you can track it yeah dude, <laughs> on the know. internet it's just you could just like you can track conversions in 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 facebook and google where you couldn't do that before with billboards great analogy great mm -hmm. and shout out the hours of reading i do that made my mind make this synapse 
burst uh before you couldn't track people with billboards bang you have you have billboards uh, via images now that you can track and when when things are are valuable of pop culture like something like the dark knight is instead of perhaps one person owning the physical version of that hanging it on their wall you could say you now own a piece of this digitally uh that is unique and nobody else can have and that's provably unique with cryptography cryptography which people have been using for a long time shout out the romans if pokemon issues a pokemon card nft they can literally just be like yo does pokemon have anything out man I'm sure they're working. See, that's that's also a great a great uh, analogy for people who don't get it right away. Be like, well, See, trading cards are crazy and don't really uh, exist, and they have no value. Baseball cards, all these things that Gary Vee loves. Uh, you just you have it, and you have okay. This is the unique one. Instead I brought that up to I brought that up to it. Jeff, dude. He was yeah. like, dude, like, and he was like, yeah, but you know, it's different because I can take the card to like a shop and they can like identify the grade, make sure it's real, make sure all this it's, other bullshit. And I'm like, like dude, you can does. literally do that way easier with blockchain. Yeah. yeah. It's the same thing. It's just on the computer. And I heard this analogy from Gary V. He said, you take a picture. People saying, I could just take a picture of a picture. So you take a picture of the Mona Lisa, you don't actually own the Mona Lisa. Yeah. Bang, bang. Apparently the Mona Lisa is valuable because it was stolen. Really? Yeah. And th- that's kind of been the thing of momentum again and like weird social valuable thing. And you can kind of tie that in with altcoins and being like, this has no value. But I mean, if there's a story behind it and there's branding. The museum's just going to give time. it back though. <laughs> you said what? Is the museum going to give it back? Oh no, no, this is worth way too much for me to give it back. <laughs> to just give it back to like the family or something. I don't know. <laughs> Dude, you know, remember that one family, uh, Black's Beach, that got their their thing in eminent domain from them. They got they got it back. They, yeah. it's their uh, it's their property now. That's good. Yeah. Can I visit or? Yeah, go over to Black's Beach, man. <laughs> the the, uh, the the black ancestor that now owns it. Or what's the opposite of an ancestor? Per, perpetual. Perpetuity. Uh, I, I actually looked this up. But I, I forgot off top. Let me tell you what it is. It's a, it's a really good. I like the word. I used it for an album. Uh, I'll tell you in a second. But uh, what what if he was <laughs> was just he just really just hated Korean people. <laughs> Said, "Hey, you guys can't come over here." It could have been some of that. Uh, posterity is is not the noun of it, but it's the uh, not the pronoun of it, but it's the noun of it. Posterity, meaning. All future generations of people with the descendants of a person. Shout out. It's a really cool word. Shout out. Damn, the, it's getting long. The opposite direction of ancestor. NFTs, yeah. Uh, there's going to be, at the time of this recording, which is Saturday, October 9th. So I'm going to have to put you guys up on the next one, which is October... I think 14th or something you can look up in the sky and see bright planets next to the moon uh tonight on <laughs> what bright planets bright planets dude you can see a print uh, uh tonight for basically just you i'm telling this you could look up at the moon if there's no clouds i'm, I'm seeing a little bit of clouds around that uh and see venus next to mar and next to the moon with your naked eye it's that witchcraft stuff dude 
that's what <laughs> dude <laughs> dude yeah fuck i want to veer off for a second dude okay please <laughs> I had do. a funny thought last night yeah <clears throat> you know how like one of our old, old roommates he'd always just be like dude like why isn't my like career going anywhere i work so hard i should have just been like back then i should have been like dude because you worship satan bro <laughs> that's why bro you got that's 100 percent why <laughs> Because you literally hey, worship man. the devil. We had we had an episode on 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 the old show. And I try I try to convert these these folks to be good Christian loving good Christian loving boys. And, I can uh, do all I, things through God through Jesus <laughs> that gives me strength. You know, I mean, that's people, why my music career is popping. <laughs> other people, I don't know. They had a, they had an offshoot of Muhammad. Uh, I don't know. That's probably the same thing. I mean, maybe maybe that one works better because I don't know. A little more in the industry, maybe I should go to a little little a lot. I'm just saying, Chance the Rapper, pretty famous, pretty Christian. <laughs> like Justin Bieber, very famous, very Christian. Hey, maybe maybe it's just a, a a record label thing where they're trying to get that. Man, I was going deep into into some history of some old religions and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> I don't know. I don't really want to. Kanye West talk about mm. it <laughs> Kanye West had me li- li- dude, I, li- I listened to Sunday sur- the, the, the Sunday the Sunday church service thing he did mm-hmm. with like like gospel singers bro I bang two of those songs like pretty much on the daily now man <laughs> really yeah damn I haven't I haven't listened to that song since, dude, li- listen to since it. it's come out it's I mean I listen I, I kind of listen to it last now because I had I had my my peak with it but uh I'm you know on the sine wave of things, but I, I listen to Rain, dude. I love boy daily. <laughs> See, maybe a little, hey, man, come on. Now I told you about the, the, the vap in this one. When people say, oh, song. it's not that deep, not that deep. But it's like, oh, maybe, I mean, everything's a little that deep, man. Maybe you're just not that deep because, you, you know, you've been, you're being trained to be shallow. I just identify with the toxic masculinity. I mean, you, you put that in your brain. That's what you identify with. I don't know. I don't think it's shallow. I don't think it's shallow. I think I think his lyrics are coming from like real experiences. Uh, I think that's the opposite of shallow. I think that's just experience. Could still be shallow experience. I don't know. Like what? Like what is shallow? Like it just sounds like shallow is something you haven't experienced. I, I don't think so. I think that, you know. Like you just write about what you do. Like if you fuck ten women, you're probably gonna write about that. But if you don't do that, you can't, like, relate to it. I think you could say that might be a shallow experience what is shallow though in your opinion um i don't know maybe my 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 thing might be because then it also gets weird when you do talk about the man behind it because the man behind it might have it just might be curated to something that is kind of on on level, just talking about women and and, and I just don't listen to Drake music. What is shallow for me? I might have to get back to you on that. See, shallow for me would be writing about something you don't experience. We 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 do have different definitions of shallow then. Like like Kanye West going through all this Jesus stuff, he's writing about Wait, that experience. You're saying it's it's not shallow, but I, I will have to give you a definition of my shallow. But I I, I do want to because I don't think what you're thinking about is shallow, in my opinion. But but what you're saying it is it is genuine because they experienced it. Shallow as in like devoid of morals. 
more so. Oh, uh, well, see, morale is different to everyone. See, that's relative. Mm. You know, you could go to another country where they like literally kill people and sacrifice them to the sun, and that's like cool for them. You don't think there's a, a solid ground level of human existence morality at some point? I don't know, because like our ancestors, yours and mine, were pretty fucking savage. So I, I think, think I, I think I think morals exist so that we can live together in harmony and not kill each other. Okay. You know, I don't think that, that really help. needs to be like reflected in music so much. Could just be maybe music is literally like what people really want to do, what people really want to feel. So the the primal things could be. So the things that are, if if this is the morality, kind of in a deeper end. <laughs> A present in the primal morality is kind of in a shallower end of the pool of morality. I don't know, dude. Like, <laughs> so much music in the past has been like just about like sex and dirty and just like. I think like, a big part of like what, and I know you have a, a a point for this, but like the money it takes to produce a Cardi B song called Boys, right? Mm-hmm. And even with, you know, creating jobs along with that. But the money to make a, a probably multi-million dollar music video and marketing and branding, which does give people jobs, but it could be put into a different resource of putting into, you know, uh, some cities or something where, where a lot of money into the music industry besides industry that it does make doesn't produce a lot of value on the, on the uh, opposite end. Besides maybe marketing Western things that they want you to be marketed towards. Yeah, but you're, you're also like, the product you're selling when you're selling immoral music is, for most people, escapism, you know? You don't think that's sometimes bad? I don't, because I don't think, like, if someone's listening to a song about some guy cheating on his wife, I don't think he's going to be like, you know what, I'm going to go cheat on my wife. I think he's just like... Like taking, just taking in like content, taking in media. I think it's, I don't think it's any different from like a movie, you know, that has but like I, about a bad guy. My stance is that the content you intake does mean a lot, even if someone says it doesn't mean a lot. Because every, 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 every choice you make and everything you think about will affect your brain and, and your life. Yeah, but like that, that won't. My argument is if somebody intakes like a bunch of things, like that doesn't make them a bad person. That's not going to make them want to go do things. Like someone that watches a bunch of whole murder documentaries probably won't go murder people. You know, if they want to murder someone, that's probably something else going on with them. Sure. I, I would still say that's kind of weird to intake a bunch of murder movies. See, but then that's just like. That's. <sighs> That gets more to like, kind of like, oh, that's your taste, you know? Who curates the taste, man? A lot, of, a lot, of, a lot. I'd say a lot of these things that are like, oh, this is just my opinion. I like this thing, and I and I choose to like it, and I choose to like these certain things. Are are? It's not as much free will as something that you might tend to believe. Don't you think that if, quote unquote, moral music 
were you still kind of have to define that too but music that isn't about sex or drugs or fucking i guess what drake or future or cardi b rap about don't you think if that music were more appealing to people it would be played more it would make more money it would sell out more concerts it would be in more movies then you have to ask why is it so appealing it's so appealing because it's like primal people want to fuck people want to get money that's survival people want to stun on people that's social currency you know it's been it's been portrayed in i think this was my argument before it's been portrayed in popular music just in like different forms and fashions throughout history what you could say today you probably couldn't say in the 60s in a popular song you couldn't say i want to fuck her on a table spread her cheeks and eat her like a box lunch like you can get away with today Back then, shaking your hips was immoral. In the 60s, I'm referring to. But you think it's the same ideals where, like, you had the same primal themes in music in the past? I think so. I don't know. Because, you know, at the end of the day, like, music is art, and art is just, like, just expressing, like, what you feel. Uh, at, at some point, Drake isn't art anymore. It's now just a, an industry line of making a product. I Okay, I, I disagree with that. I disagree with that because I think Drake, one of the biggest reasons Drake is so still so popular today, yes, he has his product music, his radio music, but he also, because there's a lot of songs on his albums. There's also like maybe a third of the albums are like him writing in a diary. There's a voice there. People are resonating with him, you know? That's the art I'm talking about. Also go back to the, if, if people are relating with that, quote unquote, because it might be a little bit a product of itself, but uh, with the augmented artist thing, if people will still have that relationship with things. You know, I think uh, I watched the movie A Star Is Born and Bradley Cooper's character said something interesting. He was like, it doesn't matter how talented you are. It doesn't matter like how good you are at making songs. There's a lot of talented people that don't get famous because they have nothing to say. And if you have nothing to say, like people don't care. Like Drake has something to say. Kanye West has something to say. What is Drake saying? Drake is like, Drake's whole fucking voice thing now is <laughs> I'm fucking famous. I have all the money in the world. I can have whatever I want. Why am I not happy? people love stories that that's that's pretty much it the, my, the only thing that makes me happy is my son you know and then like you fucking listen to drake 10 years ago and he's like oh i'm getting famous i'm having fun i'm fucking bitches i'm getting money it's interesting to follow the evolution of the artist don't you think that it, that's kind of towards what i was saying where it's like you've had and this is this is making stories of of music but i at some point a, a point of it is valid but that what he's talking about is is a lifelessness in himself. Yeah, no, I agree with you, but I don't think that's bad. I don't think that's like I don't even think that's immoral. I just think that's like I just think that's like that's just this is life. Sure. Could could you not say though if, if you're around someone, your homie is a friend, always negative, always you know lifeless that will seep into you. I think of it the same way. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, but I don't, <laughs> I don't listen to Drake, and I'm like, yo, this is a <laughs> negative artist, you know. Sure. I don't get that. I don't get that tone from him. I'm kind of like, what's this guy up to? It's kind of like watching a soap opera, you know. The content you intake leaves a dent, you know. I yeah, it leaves I'll a leave dent, but I don't, I don't think as much as you as you say. Try to try to create your life as because as you know as my favorite artist is The Weeknd, and in the past he talked about women like super like bad explicitly calling like bitches like I don't I don't do that mm-hmm. almost never you know <laughs> like uh, <laughs> emphasis on almost you know like that's just not my character and when I listen to The Weeknd I'm just like you know from my perspective it'd be really interesting to be this guy to like live through him. Cause that's what I get when I listen to his music. But also he does things that I would never do. I'm never going to fucking do fucking Molly and Coke and like fuck bitches all in the same night, you know? But, but there's an aspect of it that does seep in you and, and trigger something in you, right? Not triggers, but it makes you perceive your life in that way or, or imagine it. Yeah. But it's no different from reading a book. That's what I'm saying. The, the content you intake matters. Yeah, but it's like you're 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 framing it like it's bad. No, it just matters. <laughs> and, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Of course, it matters. But like, it, it, it doesn't like. Uh, my argument is, yeah, it matters, but it doesn't affect people as much as I think you say it does. Marketing. Because if it did, I feel like there'd be a lot more bad people in society. Do you not see that there's a kind of, like I said, over-sexualization in, in music, over-sexualization in, in society, in the United States society? And maybe not. Maybe the common man and woman. Like, I, don't see, like I, I have a conversation with a person and they're not fucking talking about their dick and balls and how much they fuck, you know? Like, that never comes up. I only experience that in media. And <laughs> they might listen to the same thing. But, like, we don't talk about that. Unless we're, like, like homies. I only listen but, to that in media. But I'm not, I'm not homies with most people. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, what kind of books are you reading? Uh, damn, I haven't read in, like, a week. So I'm still on the same ones. But Any, a, um, anything you learned this week? Um, I've been using WordPress a lot. Oh, yeah? WordPress is pretty powerful. Yeah. Um, yeah. Same. <laughs> it actually might be the most powerful thing I've used. What hosting do you use? Uh, in the past, I used HostGator, but that was an old, old project. Um, I forget the name. I'll have to hit up the homie. He's a nice website guy. But beautiful, beautiful themes, man beautiful themes on wordpress i've been using siteground it looks like shit but it's like like the their website looks like shit but like they got some fucking good shit in here for themes or for themes for tools for like you can literally just build your own little facebook yeah it's It's pretty it's fun it's fun yeah but doing that then uh Just fucking, just trying, just trying shit, you know, just trying to 
organize projects, find a, another remote job, perhaps. That would be cool. Yeah. Uh, this interview Are you- with the real estate company make videos for them but nice don't think they're gonna get back at me uh yeah yeah my my advice to people is always if you're in an employee situation always put yourself in a situation where you can siphon the most out of that company intellectual property wise and in a good way yeah maybe not malicious might have set my prices too high but like Nah. Not really. I mean, especially for for that field. Nah. Yeah, I'm like, dude, like, and, and they probably will. They probably will look for something lower. But you got a nice portfolio. You'll get what you pay for. Like, my portfolio is not awesome, but it's like it's good. Like, there's shit on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Um. Should uh, you should read? I haven't read this yet, but I think I'm I'm putting it up there called Split the Difference. It's a book. I think I have that book. I, yeah, I don't think that's I a classic. It, Everybody just be reading the same books, man. Everybody just be reading this, the same thing. When we're the, the real knowledge. gold, I mean, those I, Indian books. I don't know. I'm saying, bro, I read I read a lot of 1800s books, more so towards investing. But uh, uh, and someone brought this up. Uh, someone I admire. Um, the clarity of people's thoughts in the past are different, mostly than what they what they are now. That's what I'm saying, dude. Yeah. I was having a discussion with someone. They're like, dude, people in the dumb past were so dumb. I'm like, bro, they're probably smarter than us. There's a, there's a, a lot a lot in the foods, you know, a lot in the technology that is just, it might not be smarter, but it's definitely a different frame of mind. Probably like less anxiety. Less anxiety. Mm. Different anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of like anxiety for no reason, they're just like, oh, sure, where am I going to sleep tonight? Like. Yeah. I got this infection in my foot. Am I going to die? Yeah. The the anxiety that we have now is is uh, less, more so survival. Uh, probably more not, social you know, anxiety now. That's where it's probably gone into. It's, it's more social world as well. Um, yeah. More complex systems that has integrated itself in human culture because of more connection to human culture probably an overload we're probably the first brain of a generation to kind of get the brunt of that i'm sure a couple generations down you might have some different brain structures probably um, some crooked necks and some <laughs> tiny dude, eyes hey man i really try to seriously though like focus on that because that passes down to your kid <laughs> literally like all the time oh man so yeah fucking bad tuck dude. that tuck that chin in like that it has to be like a thing shoulders shoulder shoulder blades back not shoulders up shoulders blades in your pocket it's disgusting and your chin all the way in your throat steve what have you done to us (laughs) uh i've been reading a lot about aging man there's a really cool conference called salt it's on youtube i think it's towards investing but it's very tech kathy wood was on there just for people that need the sensationalism but uh I've been diving deep into the the science of aging. Aging is scary. It's a uh, it gets, you know, man. You read books and you read pages online and you you just search up something kind of cool and sciency, and you start going deep and you realize, oh, there's there's a uh, there's some whales down here 
in the waters. It's like, damn, dude, you're just you're just old. You can get sick at any moment, or it just yeah. it just stops working. Very, very interesting. The scariest thing ever when your body just turns on itself, it starts attacking itself. That's what people are trying to fix. And you're just like, dude, like, what are you doing? I'm on your side. Like, it's probably one of the maybe would you say that's one of the biggest problems of a human what do you think humans biggest problems are cancer okay probably like you can live you can live like a totally healthy life and still get cancer okay probably and like i don't want to say most people but a lot of people fucking die of cancer and sure. there's no cure for it still i think we're gonna be like we're gonna look back you, you squint your eyes but you can't go to the doctor take a pill and your cancer's gone you literally have to fucking get invasive surgery, go through intense chemotherapy, or some other experimental shit that they're li- you're literally a guinea pig for them. Seems to me like it would, it would be more advanced by now. I don't know. Aging is very interesting. I would I would recommend anybody who wants to get some insights on the world to look up this SALT conference. Very interesting minds talking about things. Damn, I was doing research on Chadwick Boseman last night and his cancer. Uh-huh. He had, oh, uh, what was it? Not pancreatic. Black colon pancreatic. cancer. <laughs> I tried to make a Black Panther joke, but it just turned into black pancreatic. Didn't really work. Yeah. And he had it while he was feeling Black Panther too. I was like, dude. So Black Panther has cancer? <laughs> that sucks. And no one knew. Yeah, shout out, dude. No one knew that Norm MacDonald had cancer either. Did he? He's a little more white. It's not like I watched Norm Macdonald while he was alive, but he didn't tell anyone. What kind of cancer no. did he have? I'm not sure. <laughs> Steve Jobs what, had you, pancreatic cancer. Did you learn anything fun about it? I try not to read too much about it because it scares Why? me. Why? Right, dude. Yeah, like, I'm just like, ah, oh, like, so these are the symptoms. What? I, I kind of feel dude, that. I I see. I because it was something. I think it was maybe some science stuff about cancer. Like even like I said, like the content you intake, you know, kind of projects in your life sometimes. And so, like, if I'm reading something about cancer, I'm like, ah, dude, I don't know if I want my brain thinking about this. Yeah, and then I read like, the, <laughs> when you have pancreatic cancer, you usually don't have symptoms until it's too late. I was like, <laughs> whoa, what? <laughs> no, I feel great. What's, what's going on? <laughs> oh man. Oh. I, I laughed myself into a cramp. Are you sure it's not? Hey, JK. <laughs> JK. There is a wrestler who died. Uh, I think he had something with his lung, uh, but like he didn't have any symptoms. And then two weeks later it showed up and it just progressed and he died like a month later. I think That's it was so some, some lung stuff. It sucks when it's like so fast. Sure. Fuck! You're just like literally. You're I mean, running it, a marathon and then. But like it, it, it like, because my grandfather on my mother's side had he like might have had some cancer or something. He did something in like some Mexican city to get his teeth done, and it, it might have caused something bad in his throat. Oh, but God. like throughout, but like he lived a long ways after that right so a painful life yeah it, it was not painful and he didn't have cancer but it was just you know as as he grew in time it just became less fun he had uh like stomach stuff and stuff and you know like 
human aging things and disease things. So something fast oh. might not be, I don't know. Youth is priceless. Health is priceless. Health is priceless. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Health is literally that phrase. Health is priceless. Wink. Jeff Bezos looking into aging things. Oh yeah, how he is paying people a million dollars a year to study that. Probably more than that. But uh, you know, a big industry where you say youth is is wealth, but youth could be found out in aging, which is something about health. What I'm going towards. So, what's his goal here? I don't know, but I'm gonna live forever. I've been. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. Uh, Because that doesn't sound super fun. Yeah, like maybe like tack on like an extra fifty, maybe. Like yeah, as long as it's not like painful. Yeah, yeah. But even it's just it sounds a little. Because you still got to like, I guess if you have money, but like the world, I mean, this is why people may be looking at Mars and other things, but maybe people have already thought about, hey, we're tacking on 50 years. The earth we live on is already devoid of soil and things and and meat we're making is making the earth not very fun to live on with gases. And we're kind of going through the resources that we use as a level 0.5 society. And then you have SpaceX. Maybe, maybe dying is fun. Maybe we're just maybe it's that's part of it. <laughs> like I imagine, I imagine like when I go to the dentist and they put me under. I imagine that's what dying is. Just the best sleep I've ever had. I don't know. I haven't been there yet. Unless it's just remember. like hell, eternity of holy fire. What if we're like we're so far from the correct religion that? <laughs> what if it's just some fucking weird ass religion in Africa? Or they like South, worship rocks or something, South, and that's the right one. South Park already had the bit, Fuck. another bit. Yeah, have you seen that one YouTube channel that does short YouTube shorts, and their their titles are like kind of funny, and then they have the movie title or the short title. No. Once you click one of them, they show up. Might be called like something. It's a weird channel name. I want to say Burger. But it's not burger, but it's something like that. Salon, I don't know. Um, but they they also had that bit in the short they did where a guy is dead and in the afterlife. He's just in the forest. I love all these good movies though. Good movies. Okay, Chris on the feature for a, a deepened dive for a thirty minute Netflix AI dive. Yeah, I, I got to get him on here. He's, a, okay. he's an interesting. He's an interesting guy. Of all these YouTubers are scrambling to make Squid Game content right now. Yeah, they are. Literally. Just yeah, I, I'm interested in how that came into the, the populace. When was the last Netflix thing that had Mindshare? After Stranger Things, I'm sure. There's something else, I'm sure. Oh, uh, what was that chess movie? Chess show. A lot of people were on it. Gambit? Queen's Gambit? Yeah. I was that like Netflix? That was a thing for a little bit. Okay. Haven't yeah, seen that I'm, either. I'm interested if if it's quite organic or half organic or what. Yeah, fucking. Do, do they just like slip all these YouTubers a check and be like, watch this, make something about it? Maybe, maybe what they do is is there's good organic views of it, and then they start the marketing just like they see they they put out the album and then make the music video for the the good single after. 
13 types of people in Squid Game. 8.4 million views. Just go ahead and watch two videos about the 15-minute uh, spoilers. It's pretty cool. This guy also has 5 million subscribers, so I'm sure that helped. Just like Sheeb, you're at the top. You might squeeze a little bit out, but Sheep. you're at the top. Oh, Sheeb, dude, my beloved Sheeb. Yeah. I love Sheeb. The, uh, yeah. The, the crash... The crash risk is interesting for that. But like I said, maybe Sheeb was big enough where you wait a little bit and Bitcoin pumps where you're free of a crash. Yeah, my whole thing with Sheeb was like during the last crash, I was like, dude, I mean, it's still over a billion dollar market cap. So, and it's kind of chilling here. So it's a lot of money. It probably won't go like all the way down, you know? All the money. Fucking... Jesus Christ, and the fucking YouTube views on this. Three hours ago, 8,000 views. One hour ago, 5,000 views. Six hours ago, 40,000 views. And by the way, people, crypto, crypto, if I'm understanding this correctly, crypto videos have a very high CPM on YouTube, so you don't need a lot of views to make a lot of money. Can you explain what CPM is? CPM is cost per mil. That's what it stands for, and that's how much money you make for every 1,000 views. So... How it works is advertisers pay different amounts of money based on the type of video. So, because they know who's watching. So, a kid watching a fucking Squid Game video probably doesn't have any money to like spend on stuff. So, an advertiser is not going to pay as much to put a product in front of a, a 45 year old man with a job who's watching like a video about insurance. So, the CPM could probably, for like an insurance video, I've seen them go as high as like $50, $50 per thousand views. And then you look at like a Jake Paul vlog and it'll have like a $5 CPM. Right on. Yeah. So that's basically it. So someone like Graham Stephan, I think he might be one of the biggest finance people on YouTube making stupid money because he gets millions of views and all of his videos are about finance. So he's probably going crazy on YouTube probably over a hundred grand a month internet money just from YouTube <clears throat> just from YouTube I'm sure he sells a course too because why not got to have to have to sell the course age of course just, just repackage your YouTube videos which are already free <laughs> throw them behind a paywall yeah and then get a little more premium a little a little more tool add a quiz in there and a fixed certificate boom 500 bucks freemium model give out all your things for free someone will buy it and you give even more value over deliver from there but that's a it's a model i like crazy youtube crazy but don't give away your edge you know i read something that youtube is expected to pay i forget the figure but this year and next year the next couple of years youtube is expected to pay like a shit ton of money because all the advertising money is moving to YouTube. Like, companies are like, yeah, like, why even pay for anything else when everybody's just on here? It's been around for fucking 15 years. TikTok, Vine, Vimeo, all those come and go, but YouTube's still here. It is. still kind of around. It is. A little more art niche Yeah. I don't know. We haven't talked since Instagram went down. Oh, yeah. What was up with that? Sketchy. 
Yeah. Six hours down and some email DNS records deleted. Yeah, well, I mean, like, I, I already expect to not trust Mark on anything, so. Why? I'm, I'm trying to figure out as, as well the real reason government doesn't like Facebook. Do you have, do you have a, a hypothesis? The real reason? Yeah. What's the, what's the, what's the reason we have now <laughs> that we've been marketed? Well, the last privacy? the last big thing that comes to mind was the Cambridge Analytica scandal. What was that? Fuck, I don't want to fuck it up. <sighs> From what you remember? Damn, it was something about like the Trump administration, and then there was like, I think they were before that, maybe I think. Fuck, I don't know. I think they were like people were like signing up for something on Facebook, and then like Cambridge Analytica was like tracking them, like across like other sites and then all that information got like leaked to the public in the 2010s personal data belonging to millions of facebook users was collected without their consent by british consulting firm cambridge analytica predominantly to be used for political advertising oh they also don't like facebook because they're like yo you're too big maybe they don't want user data to be given to not america that's a thing too I'm, I might be landing on that that argument for now but also they're like yo like you gotta break up WhatsApp and Instagram because like they'd still be giant companies this guy was like I forgot I don't know some senator was like yo so if somebody doesn't like Facebook the platform where would they go like who who's the who's the competitor yeah and Mark Zuckerberg was like uh, <laughs> I don't know. You you got to you got to know your counterpoints off top, man. You yeah. got to know what someone will say. <laughs> Fucking uh, Clubhouse. <laughs> you could have said Clubhouse. Could have said Twitter. The poppin I don't know the popping. I mean, that's what they did. <laughs> but Twitter's not the same, like at all. Like, but it's where they went. Fucking. Yeah. But I was I was thinking of uh, how blockchain tech will disrupt advertising. And I was thinking of YouTube in that way. And I was thinking of, you know, direct-to-consumer stuff. I kind of lost my train of thought, but just in general, uh, the uh, you have media that's kind of centralized now, um, even more so than what it was when it was just two channels on a TV and radio, super centralized. How will blockchain affect YouTube? I had an idea a couple of seconds ago, um, but I forgot it. Well, less centralized. Maybe you have. Maybe there's an option. Let's say Mr. Beast is like, yo, if you want, you can buy this video. You can own it for like 50 ETH or whatever. And then you buy it on YouTube and then all the ad money that the video gets, the person just gets because they own it. And then it said, this video is owned yeah. by so-and-so. That's definitely something where you might have partial ownership. But I'm thinking that these websites that everything goes on um, that has a lot of data will instead be elsewhere, either on personal sites or basically people monetizing their own data instead of other companies monetizing it, where you can leverage what you watch in your advertisers. Um, the Brave software kind of does that okay. But because it, yeah, go ahead. where are all these videos going to be stored? There will have other sites. Maybe you still have a central site. Maybe like, it's just YouTube. Like Maybe what you, server? Like 
because like no 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 person no man woman or child has server money like youtube that's like a huge thing space to hold data that's the leverage isn't it that's the thing dude that's the fucking that's the leverage so unless data becomes so small that and we're kind of getting there but still i think that might be a little uh, a tech revolution as the next big one happens in, in microchips and other things yeah and you kind of had a solution for that um did, did you ever come across uh i forget the name it's it's adjacent to like a plant and it used other people's computer space to store things uh and it was a crypto token uh, and it was really big and it was like 300 uh, and you could mine it and it was kind of like a plant but whatever mm-hmm. it was it uh allowed you to basically rent out your computer space or a computer space to other people uh digitally and it was a uh, proof of proof of space they called it proof of space yes sir damn uh, that's a new one it was it was a cool thing huh? <laughs> it's a cool name chia you ever heard of chia i've never heard of chia it was kind of like the token that people could mine that isn't uh bitcoin uh but i'm pretty sure it took a big old dump recently and it's also not on many exchanges which is interesting it went from 300 uh <laughs> it only has three months worth of data on trading view it went from 300 to 169 damn proof of space is a type of consensus algorithm achieved by demonstrating one's legitimate interest in a service by allocating a non-trivial amount of memory or disk space to solve a challenge presented by the service provider. The concept was formulated in 2013 by Zim et al. and by Atenese et al. So, Chia. Ch-ch-ch-chia! I saw this... Yeah. This coin thing, I guess it was a coin. I guess the tech is called FNFT. And if I understand correctly, it's an NFT that locks or something. And you can like put a will in there and then like you set a date really and it unlocks. That's, I, one thing I've been thinking about is and, and blockchain and, and ancestry record keeping mm-hmm. or just like note keeping and stuff it's a really good idea if i don't do it then i didn't do it fast enough but here we go uh you have momentum uh, mementos of ancestors and, and people and photos and stuff where you keep it on the blockchain uh and you can see your family timeline through things like that damn yeah and then you just know she is my mother <laughs> 